check, check, one, two. I think we're still good. And headphones are on, which hopefully means that the dinging will stop. And you're good to go. All right, give me a second here. Always get nervous before these things. All right, cool, we are recording. So, in five, four, three. From the living room of a small apartment in central West Virginia, it's time for the Bang Your Head Podcast. And here's your host, Jake Simmons. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into a, uh, a cool, cool new step in my life. This is the Bangerhead Podcast. Um, we're gonna have some fun, and that's all that this is about. So I bet you know a lot of people are wondering who is this random person talking. Um, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Jake Zimmers, um, a college grad. Shout out to my alma mater, Kutztown University. Present media relations employee in uh, the state of West Virginia. But most, more importantly than that, uh, I'm a content creator, or at least I attempt to be. Um, I've had the pleasure to work with some really, really great uh, colleges over over the first now three years of my post my post undergrad career. And this thing, this podcast, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And I found myself always saying, oh yeah, I'll get to it. And I always talk and think a big game, but I just, I never, I never get to it. Weirdly enough though, you know, with the way that the the world is right now, we're forced to stay inside. And I saw, I saw a tweet about you know if if you don't if you don't come out of this with uh, with a brand new skill, then um, you know you need you you need to you need to reevaluate things essentially. Um, and so here I am on a bright and sunny Saturday afternoon in Central West Virginia, and I'm finally making my dream a reality. Now, unfortunately, it comes under dubious circumstances. I get it. Um, but hey, I could sit on my couch and not do anything and again, just continue to talk a big game or I can do something and, and make, uh, bring a shining light into all the, the dark, the darkness we're seeing in the world right now. And by no means is this my, my attempt to, to say, oh, this is the one thing that, that is going to get people through difficult times. But if I can provide a, a source of, a source of comfort and a source of, um, kind of forgetting about what's going on in the world right now, just for a little bit, I'm happy to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to do it. And I appreciate uh, to the people that are listening to this. So this podcast is essentially going to be me talking with, uh, colleagues and friends that I, that I've made throughout different creative outlets, uh, music, podcasting, screenwriting, um, video production, which is which is very much my background, um, and sort of learn about not only their journey to get to where they're at now, but to also learn about the music that inspired them to put the, to uh, to push them through and to get them through challenging times in their lives. So we're gonna have some fun on this. And I can't wait for you guys to hear uh, some of the stuff we, that are that we have coming out. So, without further ado, uh, we're gonna go ahead and hop into it. I sat down uh, virtually, rather, um, with a good friend of mine, Bobby Sunday. Uh, he is the host of the Quality is Key podcast, which which you can get wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, he does a lot of really cool things, and we talk about music because, hey, the guy also does music as he is one half of the uh, EDM duo Little Legend. So we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn from Bobby about his upbringing, uh, his 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 traveling, and and most importantly, the music that that pushes him through his life. And we're gonna end up going over a really curious choice uh, for for an EP that he that he passed off to me. 
It's because it was kind of not not the style that I, that I was anticipating. Uh, but hey, you guys are going to have to tune in and find out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. This is my interview with the great Bobby Sunday. Guys, we have a really cool thing happening here. The debut episode. This is the Bang Your Head podcast. I'm really excited to get things going, and I have a good friend of mine hopping in. Not a good, he's a great pal stepping in here to things today. He himself is a podcast host, a podcast hoster. He runs the Quality is Key podcast where you can get uh, you can find anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that jazz. Uh, he is one half of the incredible EDM duo, Little Legends. Uh, they just put out a new mix yesterday at the time of recording, and uh, go ahead and check that stuff out on SoundCloud. Um, not to mention, he went to one of my favorite schools of all time, Penn State University, the kinesiology major he was, doing all the exercise, all that jazz. And he's just a traveler, and he's he's just, he's just my pal. He is my pal, and uh, I'm happy to have him here with me on the debut episode of the Bang Your Head podcast, uh, Bobby Sunday. Bobby, what's the word, man? Doing all right? Dude, yeah, I'm doing great. What an intro, man. I've never been introduced like that before. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so good I, to be here. Yeah, man. I, I, I got to admit, you are, uh, you are part of the, uh, the inspiration for me getting this stuff started because this, uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for quite a while. Um, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged, uh, double-edged positive-negative sword, however you want to look at it, because... Under the current circumstances, everybody around the country is stuck inside. Um, so it just provides that time to uh, to go in and kind of kind of get the ball rolling, so to speak. But you know what? It really does. And especially for um, what you're doing this podcast for, I mean, the Bang Your Head podcast, obviously, you're going to be reviewing music and doing things related to that. So, I mean, this is kind of this is stuff that people can continue on. And outside the podcast, whether people listen to the podcast and they know what the music is that you're talking about or they don't know what it is, it kind of serves a dual purpose because all that kind of insight into whatever we're reviewing, I mean, that that goes outside of the podcast and get, that gets the listeners to go review that music on their own. So I think it's a really cool idea what you're doing. And I think it's going to be, I mean, obviously there's no better time than today to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just let's hop into things. I think what I want to do here is get the people to know a little bit about you. So I'm gonna ask the most introspective question you probably have ever heard in your life. But who is Bobby Sunday? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, my name is Bobby Sunderland, and you know what's funny is so when we were younger, we used to go to like restaurants, and for some reason, no one could say Sunderland. And right. uh, people always used to say, oh, like Kiefer Sutherland. I'm like, no, Sunderland, like d with a D. For some reason, no one could get that in their head. So there eventually reached a point where uh, we used to go with my family and my family used to be so tired of just trying to say our name. We'd be like Sunday. And, and I know that uh, I used to use that just kind of as kind of like, um, okay, people can't say my last name. It sounds, you know, it sounds shorter, sounds sweeter. But let me dive into who I am and what I've done over the last few years. Um, over the last few years, I think probably I've hit the peak of my life as far as just uh, being inspired, uh, doing things that inspire me. I went over to Australia for a year last year to just travel and leave the country. And honestly, I did it for no reason but just kind of the experience of itself. And that's kind of what my life's been about is every single thing you got to do, it's got to be for the experience, right? Because when you get to the end of it, that's all you got back is the memories and the experiences that you've done. So I've really made my life about those experiences. So moving to Australia for a year, traveling across the world, um, starting my podcast, I wanted to hear about other people's experiences, right? I wanted to hear other people talk about what they love to do. And I wanted to hear what makes them drive just like me, you know, there's things that make me go like, you were talking about Little Legends, um, the EDM duo that me and my buddy started last year. I mean, it's, it's taken off in a crazy way, and I, I never expected any of this to kind of come to fruition, but it really did. And it's just been the most exciting thing that drives me to this day, and I love talking about it. So I'm even more excited that you kind of brought in and kind of are going with the music aspect because obviously music has a different meaning to everyone and there's always something that someone can relate to so i think this is really um this is a really good idea well I'll, I'll start i'll go to the music part in a second but you mentioned the traveling and um you know from uh from from you know I, we've known each other now for what i think about five or six years um and and one of the things i obviously knew 
um, from those early those early times of us hanging out um, was you know you were you were you've been a traveler since uh, since you were a kid. You know you've been you've you've moved around all over the country, different different places. Um, and and you know talk talk to me about that like your your youth your youth coming up you know I remember you telling telling me before you know living in several different states obviously you made um, New Jersey your home um, and uh, just talk talk a little bit about that 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 sort of that that early uh, that early upbringing of yours. So it is to no credit of my own. Um, I come from a military family, so every three or four years, I was kind of being yanked away from uh, whatever place I was currently in, and I called home, or I didn't call home, maybe not, you know, but I was being yanked away and kind of taken to a new place. Now, that kind of created this restlessness in me, and it's not a bad thing. Um, it can be if I don't control it, but it, it's not a bad thing. What it means is, you know, after a few years of being in a place, I still got that mental fight or flight response that goes, Hey, it's time to pack up your boxes and leave. And nowadays it's no longer like this. I don't have to, you know, move in my family. My family is in one stable spot and obviously I'm older now, so I don't have to go along with them. So it's kind of like this mental versus this physical battle of my mind says every three or four years I should pick up and leave. And my body is like, wait, you, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to leave. So I lived in New Jersey. Um, I was actually born in Florida. I moved out to North Carolina for seven years. I lived in Puerto Rico, which is people have a hard time believing me and ask me if I know Spanish. I do not uh, know Spanish, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like people don't believe me when I tell them, like, like my uh, my mom's half of the family is 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 from Puerto Rico. Like we still have family that live down there. Um, and when I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, like like you know jake your skin's so tan like like what what nationality was like well i mean i'm like i'm like well i was i was born in i was born in the united states uh but my mom's half of the family is is puerto rican and they look at me they go really i was like yeah yeah like like why is that so hard to believe dude it's right it's right and uh no that's hilarious but i mean you probably have the same thing that I know uh, that I have too, coming from like that spanish uh like i was in puerto rico for 3 years it made this drive for me to want to learn Spanish. I'm not sure if it's the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Practice on my uh, Spanish app every single night. (laughs) So, so we're, we're moving from Puerto Rico. I head out to New Jersey. Um, I'm about 15 minutes from the Philadelphia area. It's on my South Jersey represent. Um, Everyone from Jersey knows there's a big South Jersey, North Jersey feud. I won't get into that, but uh, so I was about 15 minutes out from Philadelphia and then uh, my family moved up to the central Pennsylvania area. And then obviously I spent some time in state college being from Penn State. And then obviously I moved out to Australia for a year last year. So, um, and that had nothing to do with uh, any of my upbringing. That was just me kind of soloing out. Me and my friend actually just moved out there on a whim, no plan, no job. But you know what? With all the experience that I had growing up as a child, it really wasn't that scary to me. And it, felt more natural than people would have thought. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- now you, you mentioned, you mentioned the, the Jersey thing and I'm not, I'm not going to get, I've, I've mentioned to you before about ragging on Jersey and I'm not going to rag on New Jersey, but I do just want to ask one question. Um, um, North and South Jersey, can you dispel the myth? There is no central Jersey. There is definitely no central Jersey. And here's why is because <laughs> What, whatever you're going to take as Central Jersey, there's no beliefs behind it. There's no morals behind it, right? Like you can pit North Jersey against South Jersey, but you can't pit South Jersey against Central Jersey. I mean, geographically, if you were to split up the state, yeah, you could make a Central Jersey, but there's no moral ground there. It's just a split between well, well, what the I'll, North Jersey believe and what South Jersey believes. Well, I'll ask you this then because, uh, you know, before before I moved to my, to my current spot in West Virginia, I spent a year – uh, living in Easton, Pennsylvania, and for those who don't know, Easton is right on the border, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Um, you know, in fact, so close that one of the big high school football rivalries, in fact, it's one of the oldest high school football rivalries in the country, is Easton High School versus uh, Phillipsburg High School, um, Easton and PA, Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Um, so, whenever I would travel to say go to different. Um, like concerts or whatever. Um, I'd go to see some shows at the, the Starlin ballroom 
in Sayreville. Um, and to get there, I would have to cross into Jersey. And again, geographically speaking, if we're talking central Jersey, technically speaking, Phillipsburg's part of that area. But, but it's a thing there where it's like, oh, so does Phillipsburg technically fall under north or south? You know what? I say the easiest, the easiest way to tell is if you look around, do you see Giants jerseys or do you see Eagles jerseys? That's, that's fair, the easiest way to tell. I was going to say that's a fair point because uh, that I think it's not officially, but it's you know, much like you said, like there's there's officially a central jersey, but there's there's it's unofficially. It, it doesn't exist. Please get out of here with that nonsense. Um, you won't even see – you may, It's but it's weird because um, they play over in MetLife. You won't even see Jets jerseys that often. And maybe oh, yeah, that's because there's not, a lot less not, Jets fans and Giants fans out there. But I was gonna say, let's not talk about the Jets because I think they're there. But no, um, but I think Phillipsburg is like technically considered like an unofficial part of the Lehigh Valley, um, which which that area is, is is larger than I than I even knew, and having been to college out there and living out there for five years. Um so you know, I I I do see some Eagles fandom over there. You know, one of my good friends lived on the PA side and you know, you think, Oh, you're in the Lehigh Valley. You're surrounded by a bunch of Philadelphia sports fans. And no, he's giants, Yankees. Uh, I think New York Rangers for hockey. So like it just doesn't, doesn't relate to him. Nope. Not at all. And that's, that's, that's where you see, that's where you see the split between North Jersey and South Jersey. You also see a split in the types of foods you're eating. Um, so a lot of people from South Jersey, I mean, obviously South Jersey and North Jersey, you're both big on city street food. Um, but you'll see like a difference between, I don't know, pizza, hoagies. And it's not like Philly doesn't have pizza. Like South Jersey doesn't eat pizza. We do. Um, it's just that we're not as known for it than um, New York and that Northern Jersey area. So you'll see a separation in what people claim is the best food or sometimes what we even call food, like, you know, the Taylor ham, you know. So there is a big difference between those things, but it's kind of funny because there's only a few states that I can point out and being up in Pennsylvania is so weird because there's only a few states I can point out that are like super proud. Like you could be anywhere in the world. And there's two states that I can think of are New Jersey and Texas. Yeah. I can sit there and you could be in, this is so stupid. You could be out in like Oregon, right? Like right. you could be out in Oregon and you could like see someone and you guys get to talking and he goes, I'm from New Jersey. And you would freak out. If you're from Jersey, you're like, you're from Jersey? Not in the Jersey accent, like, you're from Jersey. Like, you would be like, you're from Jersey. Like, that's awesome, man. You get excited. Uh, I've never heard that from Pennsylvania. I've never been, like, out somewhere and someone's like, I'm from Pennsylvania and freaks out because someone else is from Pennsylvania. Well, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm the one person that, that does that. Um, so, like, this is the first time in my life that I've lived – outside of the state of Pennsylvania. I've been here in West Virginia now for, uh, it'll be two years, surprisingly, um, this summer. And um, a few instances down here, I've had that Pennsylvania connection. Like, like you know, one of my old student workers, he graduated from high school down here, but he's originally from Philly. Uh, in fact, he actually, and he also went to high school, or if he would have stayed up in Pennsylvania, he would have gone uh, to high school in Lancaster. So, we sort of had that that cool bond and like uh somebody who works in our office here is uh she has connections to the lehigh valley which is something very very dear near and dear in my heart because that's where i went to college um you know there, there are those like little bit of connections that like you know i think it's like missing home just that just that little bit so like when i when i see it down here you know pennsylvania is such a large state like i can't connect i can't connect as much basically split it in half right if you were born west of State College, odds are I, I I can't help you. I don't know much about the fandom of that area outside of like outside of like sheets. Um, but like, which like, Wawa represent, by the way? Eh, that's another topic. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that. That's a whole another podcast episode. Exactly. Um, but but no, I look at like you know like my my grandfather, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He's originally from Altoona, so like I'd only been out to Altoona once. Um, I had been to Falling Water, which is in the the lower half of the state, once. Um, but State College is kind of that middle ground because obviously Penn State is there, and you're getting people from all over the, all over the country, all over the world that are flocking to this little town in in Central PA. 
um, you know, in our area, and you know this, you've, you've been there now for, for a few years, uh, you know, Penn State is kind of like that one, that one team. Um, you know the, the 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 professional sports teams might vary, but if but if you see you'll you could walk into to a gas station, to a Home Depot, to a grocery store, whatever, and you see somebody wearing like a Penn State hat or a Penn State sweatshirt, and you just kind of give them that point of like, all right, buddy, I see you. Well, you know what's always thrown me off, man, is that Central PA, like where the area that we live, is only around an hour. I mean, like legit, if you're going into the like the outskirts of Philly, you're probably like an hour and 15 minutes. But what like peeves me off is that we're so much further from Pittsburgh. Right. In central Pennsylvania, you see more Steelers jerseys than you do Eagles jerseys. Oh, listen, I, you know, from, I went to a high school where it was literally 95 to 97% of the, of the NFL fandom was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got makes no sense. I got ridiculed so much in, in middle school and high school for being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, and the fact of the matter is that, that, that was the way that, that I was brought up much like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like the whole fandom of sports in that area confuses me. Cause like, like you said, you know, we're, you know, so, so I grew up outside of Harrisburg and you're about, I would say maybe two and a half, three hours away from Philly, about three to three and a half hours, uh, east of Pittsburgh. But then you also got to remember that you're about two to two and a half hours north of Baltimore and similar travel, maybe three hours down to Washington, D.C., right? So you have like, like if we're looking just at NFL fandom, you know, you're looking at Eagles, Steelers, Ravens, Redskins, but everybody, no matter where you go, roots for, roots for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it makes me sick. It's crazy. It's it's gross. So um, we'll cycle back here for a second. Um, obviously, Sorry, Steelers fan. Yeah. You just got to understand where we're coming from, man. Well, you guys would do the same thing to us. I live I I live in Steelers country right now, so it's uh it's a bad it's a bad time. Um, but uh, let's cycle back here. Uh, you know, top you mentioned the 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 traveling the traveling aspect of your youth, uh, because of your family. Um, and we you know, if we also cycle this back to. Uh, to the music side of things, this the moving around that you had to do during during your formative years did did that have uh, an impact on on your uh, your musical tastes as a as a child and eventually becoming a teenager? Tremendously, um, I think that it's served a purpose in like uh, versatility. So all the different kinds of music. I mean, I've I wouldn't say that there's one kind of music that. I listen to all the time, although currently, obviously, um, I listen to a lot of uh, electronic dance music just because that's the kind of music I make. Um, I'm pretty obsessed with that genre. But uh, growing up, I listened to anything from rock to metal to, honestly, I loved, I used to love driving in my cars listening to smooth jazz. It was kind of like a, like a little like relaxing thing. I mean, right. man, when I go for runs, I have my uh, wireless headphones. I put them in and I play Mozart because honestly, hey. when I run, it, it kind of calms me down. And for me, running isn't like a thing that uh, that's like, I need to get out there and achieve these goals. It's more of like a clear my mind. So when you right. run, obviously you pair that with music and it's like a match made in heaven for clearing your mind. So I put on some uh, Beethoven or Mozart usually. And uh, yeah, that's how everything gets done. And yeah, it's, it's cool that way. What I found cool was that like, you know, uh, growing up, my, my dad grew me up on a couple of the, the, uh, classic rock and, and active rock stations uh, in in that area. So I was really, you know, up even up till I would say my sophomore junior year of high school, pretty much, you know, I knew big hits from some of the biggest bands of all time. Um, and it wasn't until around that time that that I started to really start to listen to to full albums and realize, oh, well, there's other really really good songs uh, on on these albums that like that weren't released as singles. Um, and then when I, when I moved on to college, I was sort of discovering other bands that just because of the area that I grew up in, you know, I knew obviously like classic rock, hard rock, heavy metal, a little bit of hip hop, you know, not as much hip hop then as I, as I love. Oh now. yeah. I forgot to add that in. I love hip hop and rap. Big Drake <laughs> fan. No, seriously. Forgot to add that one in. I, I was stupid. I don't know how I forgot that. No, it's it's cool. It's cool. I I and it, you know if I look at current times for me now, I've I've been I've been vibing to some some Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Childish Gambino, think artists like that. But uh, but 
getting back topic, when I went to college, um, that was when uh, I really started diving into what's what's who's been one of my favorite bands as of late uh, over the past several years, and a band that you and I connected over early on in our in our friendship, which was a day to remember. Um, they were a band that I knew. I think I heard the intro to Downfall of Us All that my cousin played. And I said, oh, that's a cool song. And I just never heard anything else from them. And then when I started getting involved in college radio when I was like a freshman, um, I started to hear more of their music and said, wow, this band is really, really cool. And then that just opened up an entirely new wormhole of, you know, a day to remember and bring me the horizon and a bunch of these like post hardcore pop punk style of bands. I was going into music that I hadn't even heard in, in, in ages. And, and I really loved that because, um, you know, if I take a slight, a slight jab at, at our, at our generation of people, it's that, um, I think a lot of times that the music taste is kind of just narrow in like one direction and okay, yeah, I see that. So like, so like, they may only like only the top pop, hip hop, R and B hits you would hear on the radio, or or country music, my least favorite genre. Anyway, it's more of like a niche. Yeah, like people like, and I, you know what's funny is music is one of those things that people use to describe their personality, and you don't hear that a lot. Which is, it's just. It's, it's odd if you think about it. I mean, it's, it makes sense because music is such an integral part of who you are. Um, but you're right. For those like people that just like those niche uh, genres, like they only listen to country or they only listen to rap or they only listen to whatever it is, they, they define, you'll see people define themselves by that genre that they listen to and it plays a, an impact on what they wear, um, how they act, sometimes how they talk. So, I mean, that's just, that just goes to show you the power of music right there. So yeah, you were talking. Uh, you were talking here about um, so about, uh, or I mentioned rather at the beginning of things about uh, Little Legends, the the music duo you have with your buddy Owen. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. How did uh, how did that thing? How did all that get started? All right, yeah. So I'm super excited to talk about this. This is definitely uh, the highlight so far. So I'm really uh, into electronic dance music and uh, Little Legends. Uh, three in legend so l3 g-e-n-d-s so when me and my buddy were talking he really wanted to throw a number into uh to replace one of the letters and that's kind of an edm thing to do right so he, he really wanted it so that became an integral part of uh, our name so we started back um i was living in australia and if i start from the beginning me and uh, owen have been friends for five or six years and we've always sent back music ideas back and forth but we never sent a completed project and we never completed anything right it was just all ideas maybe rhythms or beats that we thought were really cool and we'd always send this stuff back to each other last year when i was living in australia i think it was about you know april may time frame probably about one year ago and i said dude let's get serious with this let's let's give ourselves a name let's brand ourselves and finish tracks like let's do this thing and he agreed and he, we couldn't be more excited like i remember we sat on the phone and it really didn't take long to come up with our name. And um, once that happened, I mean, everything just kind of started flowing. And we started working on this song and he sent me a guitar rhythm back. And, you know, I would send him, you know, obviously we're on different time zones. So we're, you know, 14, 17, I don't even know what it is. It's like 17, 18 hours a difference time zone. So it was crazy. So he'd send me a rhythm back and I'd be like, oh, dude, let's add these lyrics or this beat. And we'd send it back and forth to each other. And almost by the time that I had moved back, which at that point it was about uh, three months later, we had had a full track put together um, just from sending things back and forth to each other. And that was our first track, Enough. Um, so when we got back, we kind of worked together, uh, completed the project um, in his studio. And we basically sent out the track for this uh, girl named Megan out in Nashville that we wanted on her voice on the track. And it worked perfectly. Um, and it ended up being a hit. I think um, as of today, as we stand, I think we hit 80,000 streams on Spotify and across uh, platforms. So that's awesome. Just a huge, huge uh, success for our first song. And then, yeah, man, it's, it's just this creative process of something that I've always wanted to do. And it's, it's, been, it's been years in the making. It's been people already, people saw this coming. People in their head knew this was coming. Uh, they just didn't know when it was coming. And so 
to be able to kind of put everything together to put my songwriting abilities to a genre that I love so much and being able to produce and write. I mean, it's just, it's a dream. So we've got, uh, we put out our mix yesterday, um, as Jake was saying in the beginning of the podcast, and we released our second song uh, back about two weeks ago. In fact, I just woke up today. We just hit uh, 20, I think 26,000. So we're rocking, man. And it's, it's just doing good. And yeah, man, there, there's really nothing like having your own project, having your own name that you can build stuff behind of, and then watching that following grow and watching people reach out to you and say, hey, this is awesome. I really like it. There's no better feeling in the world. Uh, yeah, you and you and Owen, you, uh, you guys meet at, meet at college? No, we actually met because we both used to uh, be waiters at this restaurant, Texas Roadhouse, which I'm sure uh, a lot of the people listening know what that is. But uh, when I was in college, during the summers when I would come home, I used to uh, wait tables to make extra money at uh, Texas Roadhouse. And we both met there. And it's so funny. Like I look back and it's hilarious because me and Owen, Owen is one of my best friends to this day. And I remember we were like, I got his phone or something. I had to text myself like an idea for a song we were working on. So I grabbed his phone and I was still saved under his phone as Bobby from Texas Roadhouse. I'm like, dude, we've known each other for six plus years and I'm still in your phone is like, dude, we hang out all the time and I'm still in your phone is Bobby from Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) So it's kind of funny that way. But uh, yeah, that's how we met. I want to say I want to give a shout out too because I've mentioned this to you a couple of times away from here, um, but the uh, the new single "Love First, uh, really, 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 really great jam. Um, Thank you, sir. Another connection, really, really weird happenstance connection that you and I have through this song. Uh, the the vocalist you have on that track, Kaylin Rosado. Um, I went to college with her brother Justin at Kutztown. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> it's weird because we have that uh, shared connection because you went to college with uh, Kaylin's brother and I obviously went to college with Kaylin up at uh, Penn State. And so we, we shared a lot of the same classes. Um, but I didn't know she was a singer. I didn't know she sang until um, obviously I followed her on social medias and I saw her post up some videos of singing. And I remember when I heard her voice, I was like, dude, we need to get her voice on the next track. And we did. And it ended up being awesome uh i remember when she came to the studio we had an awesome day uh she's a really fun girl to work with um and it was just a a really cool recording time and obviously her voice came out really good on the track it matched really well and uh so huge shout out to her and uh yeah you definitely have to credit i mean you know me and owen write the songs and we produce them but you got to credit these incredible talents that are coming on to the track and displaying that because uh the track wouldn't be what it is today without voices like megan's and uh yeah both both tracks give them give them a listen uh love first and enough as well as the the quarantine mix that was uh that was put out uh yesterday at the time we're recording this on april 3rd um so uh so listen i already kind of explained to you the crux of, of, of what this entire thing is, right? It's a, supposed to be, we, we've gone on a lot of different directions talking about life and, and traveling and, and, and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to focus on, on the music, on the music that's influenced, um, that's influenced people to create, to, to inspire, to get through, uh, maybe, maybe challenging times. Like we hear that a lot, you know, people, people, are going through rough times in their life they look towards music uh to help uh to help get them through um so uh we're gonna you gave me um an ep to listen to because i'm trying to expand my musical knowledge and uh you gave me a very interesting uh selection i know what it is but for the listener uh which uh which ep did you send to me and and why did uh why did you select it so you originally, I remember you had texted me last week and you said, hey, I want you to send an album, uh, something that, you know, your favorite album. And when I, when I sat there and thought about it, I couldn't pin down one favorite album because I have a lot of musical pieces that I think have played a big impact on my life overall, but just at different points in my life. Sure. So the, re- the reason I chose this selection, it was an EP. Um, the reason I chose this selection is because uh, currently – uh, you know, where I was most recently, which was uh, towards the latter half of my Australia trip, that EP meant a lot to me. Uh, the EP is the Brent EP uh, which, by Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea Cutler. Um, and if you don't know who those names are, definitely check them out. They're absolutely, their voices are absolutely incredible. And their songwriting is, I have so much respect for both of them. Um, but the reason I chose this EP 
So when I was in my uh, latter half of Australia, so for people that know me know I spent a lot of time in Sydney. Um, but what people may not know is uh, that I took a 30-day road trip um, up the coast of Australia, which if you compare it land mass, you're probably talking Florida to, I mean, probably Florida to almost Boston. I mean, in lengths wise of uh, distance to drive. And I drove, actually even further than that, I drove that in 30 days and basically lived out of a camper van uh, for that time being. And then once I got up to, I did that with my friend. And then once I got to Northern Australia, I got an all pairing job um, with a family. So what, the reason I chose the CP is, so when I was up in uh, Cairns, um, up by the Great Barrier Reef, uh, up towards the Northern part of it, I basically uh, spent a lot of time by myself. And so I all paired for this family. And I think during the first two and a half weeks that I was supposed to all pair. I think I all paired for like two weeks and then they went on vacation for like two and a half weeks. So I remember for two and a half weeks, I was up in Northern Australia. I knew nobody. Um, I had some friends a few hours North of me, but uh, in the hour or in that uh, central location, I had no friends. I knew nobody. I was by myself and the family that I had just took on the job with, uh, they were gone. So you're talking two, to, two and a half to three weeks where I was literally in the house and I knew no one. And I was by myself. And I would say that out of all the times in my life, um, I've never been more alone socially uh, and physically. And so obviously, uh, mentally, that had to take some kind of toll on me as well. Um, just I had no social interactions. And you have to think all my family and friends were back here. And we're on an 18-hour time difference. I could only speak to them certain parts of the day and certain parts of the night. So when it was, you know, daylight there and I was awake, everyone over back here was asleep. So it was really, it was really almost a mental toughness challenge. And I try not to look at it like, oh, it was kind of depressing. It wasn't, it was a, it was a really a mental toughness challenge to see how, how alone I could be um, and how much social interaction I could go without uh, for that period of time. So I started filling my time with listening to music, uh, going to the gym a lot, producing music, reading, um, basically things that would benefit me in the long term, you know, when I wasn't socially isolated. But one of the EPs that I found myself listening to over and over and over again was this Brent EP by Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea Cutler. And it, it sort of strikes this kind of emotionalness to uh, the EP and it, it kind of like makes you reflect on where you are in your life at the moment. And it's cool because the, the, the whole EP, it's kind of switching back between Jeremy Zucker's voice and Chelsea Cutler. So it's like this girl-boy narration voice of the entire uh, EP, which I thought was cool. Um, it just brings this whole new dynamic into it. And I think that EP served me well as I spent a lot of time in isolation up there, you know, by myself, not being able to talk to my friends and family, uh, being at the furthest place across the world, not knowing anyone. Um, I took that EP and I, I kind of made it my own um, and built my own memories on top of that. So I think that's why that EP is so important to me. Cool. Well, uh, while uh, listeners, you know, the people are probably wondering, who's Jeremy Zucker? Who's Chelsea Cutler? Who, what is this Brent EP? Who is Brent? Well, uh, we're, uh, uh, Bobby and I, what we're going to do, we're going to go track by track and, and, review, uh, and, and review each track. But before we get into that, here's a little bit of background. The Brent EP is a five-track, nearly 19-minute EP released by Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea Cutler on May 3rd, 2019 on Republic Records. Jeremy Zucker is a 24-year-old pop singer-songwriter from Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, and a graduate of Colorado College where he studied molecular biology and pre-med. His debut studio album, Love Is Not Dying, is set for an April 17th release, and he's also released eight EPs beginning with 2015's Beach Island, and the Brent EP being his most recent release. He's had three songs, You Were Good To Me, All The Kids Are Depressed, and Come Through, each achieving over 125 million streams on Spotify, including nearly 315 million for Come Through. Chelsea Cutler is a 23-year-old pop and EDM singer-songwriter from Westport, Connecticut. Originally attending Amherst College in Massachusetts, she left school when she signed to Ultra Music in late 2017. She's released three studio albums, beginning with 2018's Sleeping With Roses and Sleeping With Roses 2, and most recently, 
this year's How to Be Human. She's also released the Snow in October EP, which was dropped in 2017. All right, so we're going to start off with the first track on the EP, uh, You Were Good to Me. I'm looking over my notes right now, Bobby, and um, what immediately hooked me uh, to this song was uh, was the piano intro. Um, those, those, uh, I think it was, it's refreshing to see in kind of modern uh, modern pop music. It was that, um, you know, it's nothing. It's something that wasn't like too overly produced. Like you hear that you see that like a lot of major, like major, major record labels that will like that will like you know they'll they'll take a song and yeah they'll gloss it up but then they'll they'll it's like you know somebody putting on lip gloss and they're you know they put on three million different shades and it just doesn't it doesn't sound good um um you know i heard um you know first of all jeremy soccer man his voice you know shout out to him because his this is the first time i've heard music from either of them i've heard rumblings about chelsea cutler over the past several months um and this is the first time I'd heard any music from both of them, but the first time hearing vocals from Jeremy from Jeremy Zucker, um, and and my God, he's his his voice is awesome. Yeah, he's got an awesome voice, and Chelsea Cutler's got an incredible voice too. Her voice is just so unique. She's actually definitely she's one of those artists. Chelsea Cutler is one of my dream artists to work with. So we, me and Owen, always bounce that idea. We're like, yo, who's your dream artist to work with? Chelsea Cutler is like up there in the top three for me to uh, work with on the track. I was say a vibe I also kind of got, and this is this was like a really really out there comparison. Um, one of my one of my favorite bands uh, to listen to is uh, is Radiohead, and um, they did an album in '98, which is celebrated not only as their best album but one of the greatest albums in the history of music it's called okay computer and they kind of added a lot of kind of like atmospheric elements to it and um it was still like this like alternative rock late 90s sound um but they added like i said it kind of felt like um like you were just like like floating like this is the music that like if you could float in space you would listen to this right um, so, so when I was listening to that, it kind of reminded me of some of like, uh, some, uh, like acoustic balladry you would hear from the, from like the Radiohead catalog, which was something that, uh, which is something that immediately I was, uh, immediately I was, uh, I grasped to, and I really, really enjoyed. And I think the, the first track is really powerful, um, because, um, if, if you go down the track list uh, for people that know the EP or people that don't know the EP, the track list goes, you were good to me, please, sometimes, hello, old friend, and scared. And it's kind of like this, um, at least what I consider it, I, I have a tough time listening to just one song. <clears throat> and I think this is a good example of what an EP or what an album can do is you look at it as a whole piece of art and that obviously that's not done a lot today just because of how marketing is albums don't sell as well as singles do and eps don't sell as well as singles do it's better off releasing one track at a time sure. but when you get eps like this or albums like um that collectively have all their songs together and it's tough for you to listen to one song without listening to all the rest that's the, you know the artist has done something right right so yeah. this is one of those things is when you start off with this track you were good to me it just it makes me want to continue the emotional journey that this EP takes you on. And so that's one of the many things that I love about the starting track in this EP overall. Right. So we, uh, we move on swiftly into the second track of the EP, please. Um, and, and again, if I cycle it back, uh, the rate cycle it back to Radiohead, um, there's one song, uh, to recommend uh, the song off of their 2007 record called uh, In Rainbows. They had a song on it called Weird Fishes and the acoustic guitar... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird title. Um, but uh, the, 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 the song uh, has this really, really beautiful uh, slow guitar intro and that's what Please uh, reminded me of. Um, I, heard, I heard sort of that and I, was, I, you know, I wrote here in my notes, I kind of wondered if... Um, if you know reading doing research about these guys i had no idea if um if radiohead was an influence on their work if they very well could be but i i just you know i wrote that um in my notes um and, and you know i'll keep it you know keep it honest in here it's what i pride myself being there there was there was one part of this song that that kind of took me off guard which um when they would go into into the bridge it i heard this um they brought in a mandolin and 
I, I heard the, the acoustic guitar and that sounded really, really good. But then it was like all of a sudden, bam, here's this mandolin. And that kind of, that kind of took me off guard. And, and, um, like I said, the song, the song as a whole was, was, was good, but I would say if there's, if there's two knocks I have on, on the song, one is, is that sort of abrupt intro of the mandolin. And, um, the, the other thing, and, and my best not to knock Chelsea Cutler, because I thought she, she, her performance in this song was, was really, really good. Um, I, I kind of got the hint she was trying to do like, almost like a, uh, like a BB Rexa impression. Because towards the end of the song, I heard a little bit of stuff, and I immediately thought of like that that remix that she did with Florida Georgia line of that "Let It uh, Meant to Be." I think was that was that song. Oh yeah, I forgot about that song. Yeah, I think I was right. Let meant it be. Meant, meant to meant, be. Yeah, meant to be. Said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't listen to Florida Georgia line, so I just kind of took that out of thin air. But but overall, I mean, I think I think that that song that song was good. It was just those uh, those two little those two little parts. See, I'll play, uh, I'll play Vice, and I think this, this kind of the beauty of this whole conversation uh, is, um, you know, different outtakes on something. So I, I, kind of, I actually like that mandolin, uh, and the reason that I like the mandolin is because there is this, like, vocal presence in uh, the whole song. Like, it basically starts off, there's no intro, um, and it starts off with Chelsea Cutler's voice, right, when she says, you're still in the shower. And she comes in, and her voice is kind of the presence among the whole song. And then there's this like little intro of like, hey, it's time to breathe. And that's what I take the mandolin as. I take the mandolin as, hey, it's time to breathe, like just relax. And then Jeremy Zucker will come in right after that mandolin. So it's like, hey, let's relax. And they're almost using like, like in a chorus of a song, you would usually hear like some kind of catchy, you know, line that they would repeat. But in this song, they have the mandolin in the chorus. So you've got you know, Chelsea Cutler for the first verse, you've got the mandolin for the chorus with, with no words, and then you've got Jeremy Zucker for the second verse, and then you've got this mandolin, and then you've got the bridge, which is Chelsea Cutler going ham on her vocals and just letting that, you know, flow. So I think, I think it serves kind of a unique purpose because you do have kind of this borderline structure to the song. It's not like everything is lost, but they've kind of taken it and they flipped it and they've used this mandolin as kind of the replacement for where, you know, a repetitive catchy hook would be. Cool. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, this is, this is what's cool about this, uh, this forum to discuss, like you said, you know, different, different views, different takes, uh, something, something I love here. So um, we look at the third track, which I believe uh, sometimes, which I believe was, was just Chelsea Cutler on this track. Um, They had, they did three songs together and then they each did uh, a song by themselves. Um, So we look at, uh, look at a track like sometimes and, um, First of all, the um, the 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 piano on this track was 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 beautiful. Um, I noticed when listening to this, um, I had it I had it on Spotify um, on my on my TV, and um, I noticed that like I was I was taking the time to listen to the music, but I wasn't truly taking the time to 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 listen to the lyrics. So I had my lab I had my laptop in front of me, and I looked up the lyrics for some time. <laughs> And my God, um, these lyrics, um, kind of what I got from it, and again, I'm not Chelsea Cutler, so I don't know what this song truly means without asking her, but um, I kind of got from it that this was a song about a struggle with mental health. Um, and again, maybe maybe I'm reaching, but I was when I was when I was reading when I was reading into the lyrics, um, I, I was, was reading, reading more into it. And I said, wow, like this, like, is she going through this or is she speaking from the perspective of somebody who is going through these times? And the last note I wrote on the song was, uh, wow, this song is making me sad, which isn't, it's, it's not, it's not a knock on the song. The song is, is, is beautiful. And I think to that point of the three tracks I had heard so far was, it was my favorite track to that point. And I think you're right about, um, you know, Chelsea Cutler kind of struggling with something on this track. And I think that's what makes it powerful is it comes out of nowhere. And it's like this track where you're like, the lyrics are very, very deep. And she has a line where she said, God only knows why it comes and it goes. So I think to that point, you're, I mean, you may be onto something. <clears throat> Obviously, it's pretty hard uh, for us to tell what the meaning of the song is without um, talking to her about why she wrote it. But what's cool about this track is that 
it is that very emotionally binding track. And one of my one of my highlights in, in the part of my track is when uh, she goes in and uh, she does like the God only knows why it comes and it goes, and then um, scared to believe, and then she has like that vocal line, like she has like a vocal chop that like follows that rhythm of the song, and it's kind of in the background a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, kind of like her voice, but pitched up and it kind of follows along. And then she has like all these like kind of like atmospheric uh, sound effects that go around it. And sure. it's cool. It's like this emotional draw out. And I think overall the EP has this very like sad. It does have this sad rhythm vibe. Um, and it's, it is, it's, it is an inherently a sad album, but how can you not be when you're seeing the way you are with the pianos based in there? I mean, it's a sad album, but um but overall, I think this track really stands out as being like a beautiful kind of a self-awareness type of song. Uh, so we followed that up with the, the the final track that had both Zucker and Cutler. Of course, the, the, the final track was just Jeremy Zucker. Um, but Hello, Old Friend, um, instrumental in production, I thought was I thought was awesome to me. And this isn't a knock on the track by any stretch, but it was it was the most mainstream of the songs. And what, what I mean by that is, and, and I'm sure you feel this too, is that uh, when you listen to music, you kind of you're taken away, and you kind of imagine, say, you know, like if I'm watching a TV show, like what what I, what I kind of got from this was like if I'm watching a TV show, and it's like a huge climax where you know two cup two people who are like have feelings for each other, but they haven't admitted it to each other yet, and 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 and, and when listening to the song, I kind of got that that like you know listening to the song, I'm like, oh well, this is the part where it's like after many episodes or many seasons of buildup of like, are they finally going to say, Hey, I like you. Let's do this thing. Uh, in much, much more romantic words than I just put it. Um, this hey, would I be... like you. Grab brunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is, this is the song that, uh, that would play as sort of that, that like climactic moment of like, Oh my God, they had their first kiss. Like, this is a big, this is a big deal. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I think that like this track is, the climax of the whole EP as far as like energy levels, like this is where the energy climbs the highest and you almost think like, okay, so, so up to this part, the, the EP has been pretty like chill. It's been kind of like more on the sad vibe and you reach this track and you're like, Oh, things are picking up. And then you get hit with that last track and it kind of just brings the energy down to that right. lower than what it was before. So they're still really trying to keep that, um, overall kind of like emotional vibe going on but I think Hello Old Friend sticks out because it's more upbeat than most of the songs on the EP. I'd say if there's there's uh, you know one one thing that that sort of distracted me slightly uh there was there was a part I think it was towards the end the last sort of minute or so where where the track was sort of building up to that end and then the, the instrumental was building up and that was really cool but then in the background you had this um you, it was i think it would, it would have been Chelsea Cutler's vocals and it was i think the production on that on that specific line was was probably a bit of a curious one cuz the vocals were were like heavily distorted in my opinion and it, and it, yeah and it, okay so i know yeah i know what you're talking about um and it was it, it, to me it's kind of almost counted, kind of sounded like you know like when she was when she was recording it like you know she she had her she had her her entire face like entirely way too close to the mic so so i'm not sure if you do you listen to a lot of pop music or any type of you know dance music or anything like that outside of little legends i don't so that's actually <laughs> um so if you don't come from the genre i could see that can be um kind of like a, a distraction that's actually a really um that's actually a really famous thing to do um they basically put distortion on the track to make it kind of indistinguishable um and they add a lot of reverb to it so that's actually a really popular technique and that uh, actually serves a big purpose in uh, pop music dance music and all that kind of stuff for people that do production so it's actually a pretty it's that was actually um that was like an on purpose like that's the sound that they wanted to go into um being from a you know the production side of the point people don't usually come in and just do that by accident usually that's like an effect that they have in their head that they want to do and then they just go in and do it and they add distortion to it and they add because i know we've done uh we've worked with a few things like that before but it definitely was like an idea that idea that they had in their head like that's how they wanted the track 
But right. I could see if coming from like an outside, um, like if you don't listen to a lot of pop music, you don't listen to a lot of dance music, that can definitely be um, a different element that you're like, oh, that's interesting. I was gonna say, I was about to, I was about to pop in the whole, uh, the more you know, like, uh, ah, like I learned, I learned cool new things. Uh, this is yeah, yeah, dude. The vocal, I mean, you think uh, with like pop music and dance music, vocal chops are, dude, everything. You can take like a line and be like, hey, what's up on Bobby? And then you take that line and you just mess with it until you oh, yeah. can't understand it and you reverb it. So it'll be like, hey, and you just take a little th- yeah. parts of it and you throw it in the background as ambience and you, you make the whole track sound like spacey. Sure. And so that's what those vocal chops do is you use those natural elements and you mess with them until uh you can get them to sound like atmospheric and spacey and i think jeremy zucker and uh chelsea cutler did that a lot with this ep so the final track on the ep was scared this was solely jeremy zucker on this um and i thought i thought it was a really a really good track uh to end uh to end it uh again for this is the first time i had heard any sort of anything from zucker and uh man his voice is his voice is exceptional yeah and the thing about this track is it brings things down. So what's cool is, so the beginning track, You Were Good to Me, is very basic, right? Like you've got a piano and that's pretty much it. You've got their voices on it. And then in Scared, you've got the same thing going on. You've got a piano and I think in a little part, you've got an acoustic guitar. But it's, you know, for most of the song, it's a very bare minimum song. And I think that's a really cool way that they started the EP out that way and they ended it that way. And there's a lot of emotion and um, there's a lot of emotion in this track. And I think personally, this is probably my favorite track on the EP. Um, There's a line where he says, I see oceans in your eyes. It makes me scared. And that line is just in my head. So cleverly written. Like Mm -hmm. it's so like the songwriting abilities of both of these two are just phenomenal. So that's the, the the songwriting um, and the lyrics in this song definitely did it for me. So, uh, so that was the, the Brent EP from Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea Cutler. Overall, uh, I was really, really impressed by it. Um, and this it, is coming from someone who doesn't listen to this kind of music at all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, you know, looking in depth on it, I, you know, I thought Zucker's, Zucker's performance was, was great. Uh, Cutler and her, and her vocal, she, she did her thing as well. Uh, if there's only, if there, there's one thing that, that, was kind of eh for me it was it was you know maybe some curious production decisions but again that that's you know that's coming from someone who doesn't listen to that style of music uh exclusively um but overall i thought it was was easy it was easy to listen to i i described it in my notes as uh an indie style project with mainstream appeal yeah that's a that's a good why that's a good uh good way to describe um, it. if i had to give my favorite track overall i think i would probably lean towards either please or sometimes i thought i thought both of those tracks were um were were great every every track every track to me was was good there wasn't one track that was that was you know exclusively quote unquote bad um but it was just it was they, they were they all had their shining moments there they were all they were all really really good yeah so. I think it's uh, it's it's cool that you're doing this whole show overall to talk about albums and EPs because I think as we start to move in the future, we're going to see a loss um, of this. Now, you, what you see is artists. It's a, it's a super interesting topic that I'm sure you'll dive into a bunch in your show. But what you're seeing is the loss of EPs and albums because of basically living in a digital age, right? People aren't going out and buying CDs, mm-hmm. not going out and listening to whole projects anymore. We're going on our phone and listening to a song that comes out so the appeal of albums is kind of disappearing just because there's no market appeal for them right people aren't right. going to make money um as much money on albums and eps as they are singles however what you're seeing is artists and a big artist that i love um that was that i almost chose for this was uh, uh griffin's ep gravity or griffin sorry griffin's album gravity and uh what he does is he's an edm artist who basically took his songs and he made them singles so let's say there's 10 songs on an album right he's released six or seven of the songs previously as singles but then when he came out with his albums he put those seven singles in the album and then released three new tracks a part of the album and all of them he built to have this collection right it's not like you've heard every song for the first time but they all fit together like they're in an album 
So I think that's kind of a cool curb appeal of, hey, look, albums are dying, right? But I can still release singles and put them in a collection that is an album and throw new tracks in there you've never heard before. So I think that idea um, going forward is really cool. And I'd like to see artists doing that more. And I think on that note, we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up there real quick before we end things. Anything you want to, uh, you want to go ahead and promote and plug my friend? Yeah, just, uh, definitely go check out little legends. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at little legends music, no letters in that portion. If you want to check us out on Spotify, Apple music, Amazon, anywhere, your backyard, barbecue, radio, anywhere you guys want to listen. Little Legends, uh, L3GENDS. Um, our new single, Love First, just came out two weeks ago. And we've got uh, our quarantine mix on SoundCloud. If you just type up Little Legends, you got it. Cool, cool. Well, uh, and again, I'll, I'll do it again. Uh, check out check out his podcast as well. The quality is key. Uh, some really, some really, really, uh, some really, really great episodes out there. Um, I think you have what about 20, 25, 30? Do you have a, you have a, you have? Yeah, I've got two seasons full, so I think twenty five full episodes, and I do a very inter- interview style where I interview, you know, um, athletes, professional athletes, award winning financial advisors, uh, basically a whole range of people that just come in and talk about uh, what they've done and amazing stories in their life, and you know, those things help the listeners figure out what they're doing in their life. So I think it's been kind of a cool journey. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Hey, Liz, like I said, go check out the quality is key podcast wherever you get your podcast. And, uh, I think we had, we had a really good time. I thought we, we talked to some music, man. It was a lot of fun. Bobby Sunday. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being the inaugural guest on the, uh, on the bang your head podcast. Really appreciate the time, man. Thank you, Jay Z. It's been an honor. Can't thank Bobby Sunday enough for uh, for hanging out with me here on the inaugural episode of the Bangerhead Podcast. A really, really good friend of mine. We've we've mentioned there a bunch. You know, I think it's been six years since uh, since I first met Bobby um, after uh, after his parents moved to uh, to my home area in South Central Pennsylvania. So, really, really good being able to talk to him and see and hear all the great things he's catching up with. Um, I'll, I'll beat it. I'll beat it to your brain again. Uh, check out Little Legends Music, uh, Spotify. Uh, the Quarantine Mix is out on SoundCloud. Check it out. And we're going to do something really, really cool. I want to spotlight uh, the independent music that you can find all over this country, all over this world. And Little Legends is just that artist to close things out. Want to give you want to give you a listen to their new single, Love First, featuring Kaylin Rosado. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Who knows what's going to happen next, but I know it's going to be a fun ride. Thank you so much for listening to the Bang Your Head podcast. Do you like this? Sitting cold, quiet as you planned it, but it's useless. Too far gone to understand. I hear you calling all the time. When my phone is off and I can't tell if this is wrong or me staying up all night. I wish we didn't, didn't make love first. Ever since you've been here, all I've been dreaming about is you. Now we got a problem. Staying, staying up all night. In between the covers. Wishing we didn't make love first. Now think I need ya. Here all I've been dreaming about is you Staying, staying
心里。